It's pseudo adult things with Denisha and Adrian. It was a short week, but it didn't feel like a short week. No, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was last Monday, but it feels like it was forever ago. Why was it a long week? I don't know. There were just a lot of things going on. Also, we got a notice that we had to have an exterminator here on Friday, so we... Well, I had to work from home on Friday because someone had to be here to let them in and then leave for a couple hours. We had to figure out where our cat was going to go during that process. And then, luckily, we know a girl down the street. She took her. It was great. But then I was sitting home all day waiting for the exterminator that never came. Shut up, really? Yeah, and I'm, like, sitting there dressed, like, ready to go because I'm planning on going down the street to a coffee shop when they get here because I can't stay in the apartment. Yeah. So I'm, like, sitting there dressed, like waiting listening for a knock on the door and no one came that's so weird so i emailed the property management company and at first she was like that's so weird someone was supposed to be there and i guess she had some sort of miscommunication or couldn't get a hold of that company or something that morning and then she emailed me maybe an hour later and said that one of the tenants said that they came to their apartment around 11 oh my jeez but then just didn't come to ours. And I'm like, why? Why? Oh, wait. Okay. So did that apartment also need to have extermination stuff done? I guess so. I don't know. Like, we had it. We got a notice in the mail that, like, it was basically mandatory. Oh, okay. So they probably had to come to the building. Yeah. And then that apartment needed it, too. And then they just forgot to come to your apartment. But, like, we live in the basement floor, so I would assume at the very least that all four apartments on the basement floor would need to be exterminated before but, you leave. But they only went to the one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, homie. That's weird. Because, like, if you don't exterminate our apartment, then all the bugs that don't want to go to those apartments are now going to come to our apartment, right? Did, well, did they do the other three? Or they just did one? I have no idea. All I know is that I was waiting here all day on Friday no one came to my apartment. Is it like a maintenance thing or is it just like there's an actual issue with whatever they're exterminating? I don't know for sure. <laughs> I'm pro- it's probably just like a maintenance thing and so they're probably like um, waiting, like doing it on like a schedule maybe. I just can't see them only doing one if they were scheduled to do four. But why would I get a notification in the mail saying that I have to be here to let them in Oh, you probably- on that day? From this time to this time. I mean, they probably were supposed to come. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, the other two apartments are probably scheduled for, like, another week. And so maybe because they forgot yours last Friday, they'll do yours whatever week they're coming back. I don't know. There was some sort of miscommunication somewhere. (laughs) I was upset. I was annoyed. Sitting here in my jeans for no reason. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, and the thing is, I was, like, all on edge all morning because I'm like waiting for someone to knock on my door so it's not even like I could just like be relaxed working at home yeah I'm like 
half of me is working and half of me is like listening, waiting for someone to arrive. <sighs> and then no one arrived. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my big story of the week. How's your week going? <laughs> I mean, my week has been pretty low key. <laughs> that, yeah, that would annoy me too. I'm sorry, friend. That sucks. Um, my week felt short. Like, I traveled to, I think, two sites this week for work. So with a four-day work week, it, like, actually went by really quickly. But besides that, like, nothing's, nothing special at all. I watched my brother's basketball game yesterday. He's always said he's, like, one of the best people on his team, and I never believed him. I was like, yeah, whatever, Mari, like, go sit down. And then I watched him yesterday, and he was, like, doing these cool-ass shots, and, like, oh. he's a really good player. I was, but you can't tell him that, because yeah. he's like, yeah, I know. Don't give like, him a big head. Exactly. Um, but there was another kid on the opposite team, and he was, like, tall. Like, I'm, what, 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and he was close to my height. And Mara's only 13. So that kid is in that age bracket. So that kid's either 13 or 14, and he's already 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, wow. And that's, they're like, Amara, you can defend him. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that's fine. Casual. And the coach for that team, like, they were losing towards the end. So in the last two and a half minutes, the coach is like, oh, can we sub someone in? And they subbed that kid in. And I was like, just take your loss gracefully. Like, don't start throwing in star players now. <laughs> like, they still won the game. But I was really surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Like, who knew? Good for him. I know. I'm like a little, little proud of him. Aww. A little proud of him. But that's really just my only big thing for the week. I watched a teenage basketball game that's fun they're aggressive they're like mean yeah i mean matt had a game yesterday too so imagine that times older guys <laughs> see it's real aggressive yeah older guys i feel like okay you're adults but i feel like as a teen well like like teenage angst i guess okay yeah. they're just, yeah they just they're mean a lot of feelings that yeah like real real feels <laughs> I was like oh okay I have the curious this week yeah okay so things I'm curious about why people feel that they can say ignorant things in public with like no repercussion I mean I think probably people assume that no one really hears it besides whoever they're talking to okay but you're in public <laughs> No, okay, so here's the backstory. I was at the bar last night, and there was this guy that came in with these, like, two other girls, and they were standing towards the back of the bar. That's where, like, the pool table is and the dartboard and all that. And for, I don't know what they were talking about, but all I heard him say was, well, I already have two kids that I don't care about, so why would I have a third? And I was just like, huh? That's so bad. Who says that? Like, if you have two kids and you don't care about them, A, there's female birth control b there's like pull out methods c there's a vasectomy like you have options it's not like you just have to keep reproducing for children that you don't care about and nobody in the bar blinked an eye i was like this isn't normal nor is it okay and the two girls were like ah. i was like no you don't laugh at that like that's it's just not okay i don't know like what universe that's funny or like acceptable 
But I made eye contact with the bartender to see if he thought it was weird. And he just looked at me with like a blank stare and was like, what? And I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll just drink my vodka soda by myself and like act like that didn't just happen. But I feel bad for those two kids. And like whoever that mom is that has those two kids that decided to reproduce with this guy. And he's just like openly saying that he doesn't care about his children. Yeah, that's really sad. I feel like most people would at least pretend that they like their kids, at least to other people. Like, well, yeah, and if you're going to make a comment like that, make it at home. Yeah, there's a time and a place. He just, it's a Saturday night and a bar full of people. And it's, I don't think he was drunk. Like, when they came in, they seemed pretty sober. They, he had maybe two beers. I think he ordered two beers while he was there. There's no, I can't see the argument of like, oh, he was drunk, he didn't mean it. Because even if you're drunk, you don't say that. He's just very real. <laughs> too, too real for me. Uh-uh. I feel bad for the, for the little children. Even if the kids are like assholes. Like, you don't deserve to not be cared about. Like, I know. I just have this image of like a neglected child in my head. Of just like sitting there wanting love and attention from their father. And the dad is just like, no, I don't care about you. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm sorry for existing. Like... <laughs> Oh, I felt bad. Yeah, I'm just curious. Why Why did he think it was okay to say that? I don't think I'll ever find out. I don't think so either. I don't know. It's messed up. <sighs> Things we're going through. Things we're going through, friend. Let's what are you going through it. this week? So, if you are local to the Boston area, then you heard about the girl that went missing. Last Saturday, her name was Olivia, I believe. They called her Livy. She went missing on Saturday from a bar down by Faneuil. And they found her on Tuesday in Cambridge. And so apparently what happened is she left the bar with a guy who got into a cab and left. And then she was walking down the street and this guy was like oh you can come walk with us and i don't know if if she was too drunk if she was drugged what happened but this guy practically carried her onto the tee down by state and took her off the tee by the community college and she was found in like public housing in that area and so then a little while after like a day or two after she was found and thankfully as far as i know she's okay i know she went to the hospital and she's with her family now they haven't really said much about what her experience was in those couple days that she was lost or what she went through or anything like that but um then these text messages started coming out these screenshots that were saying that this was part of a bigger uh, human trafficking ring coming out of Cambridge, that guys were drugging girls' drinks at the bar and then describing what they look like and what they're wearing to guys outside the bar who would then grab them. They were saying that Ubers were involved, like 10 to 15 Ubers were involved. They were like drugging girls with the like candy or water that they offer in the back of the car and then like dropping them off with someone else or something wild. I don't know. It's now come out the Boston Police Department has said that these things aren't true that were coming out in the text messages, but it's just been a wild week of like what is happening. Everyone feels on edge. I feel on edge, especially after binge watching you last weekend, that Netflix TV show. Mm -hmm about this 
a guy that like lies his way into this girl's life that he just like cyber stalks meanwhile he's like killing people in her life and I'm just like you can't trust anyone so I'm <laughs> stressed and yeah it was just a wild week of like what is happening with her what's going on like everyone be careful everyone pay attention to what's going on around you I mean whether or not there is human trafficking going on in Cambridge or wherever, it's just always best to be super aware of what's going on around you, what you're putting in your body, where it's coming from, and like, don't put your drink down at the bar and walk away and then come back to it. I wonder why there's like, because it seems like if it's not true, someone thought it would be like funny. I don't know if someone thought it would be funny, if someone just wanted to freak people out, but also I saw multiple different text messages saying roughly the same thing, but differently. I don't know if it was just one of those telephone things where like someone says something to someone and then the next person changes a couple details and the next person changes a couple details and it turns into something that it's not. I just feel like it would have to go through a lot of people to get to the point of like it's a human trafficking ring in Cambridge of all places and Uber isn't on it and the bartenders are in on it. Yeah, but I mean, do you remember playing as a little kid? Like it only takes that one person that's like, I'm gonna mess up the whole message. Yeah, that's true. It's still scary because that does happen. I know a girl who went out in Boston, like this was years ago. Um, She was out with her friends at like a club and she didn't take drinks from any random strangers or anything like that. But the bartender came over and was like, oh, someone wants to buy you a drink. And it was a guy across the bar. He was cute. And she was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And so she accepted the drink. She drank the drink. And throughout the night, he like came over, was like talking to her or whatever. She never left her drink with him. She never took a drink from him. She always took her drink from the bar. And she still got roofied and drugged that night. And the guy like got her home like her friend ended up going missing for the night she couldn't get a hold of her like it was just a crazy thing and at the end of the day I remember the person who was telling me the story was like she asked her why did you say yes because it's not like he kidnapped her she agreed to going wherever with him right and then when it got to a point where she was like this really is too much I'm far too uncomfortable I now have to like say no but you're already in a car with him like you already removed yourself from public where if you yell for help someone's gonna hear you and she was like oh I just like was intimidated and I was like "Mm -mm, nope not me like that'll be the day no it was so scary and then her friend was with his friend and they couldn't find her for the entire night and she didn't talk about like what happened that night she said there's like multiple parts of the night that she doesn't remember so she too got drugged and they were getting drinks from the bartender come to find out because I I don't know if they did I think because it was a woman it was like a mom that I was talking with about it and the mom like made them report whatever was happening to like the owner of the bar the bartender was like friends with the two guys that were like getting drinks so the bartender was roofing the drinks for his friends and giving them to the girls and being like oh here you go it's safe and we think it's safe because come from a bartender but they're friends with obviously their people. They have friends. Yeah. But that specific bartender was friends with the two di- with the two guys. 
it's so scary. Like, you never know. And, like, um, you know, you single people out there, you know, you want to go out, have mm-hmm. fun, meet people. And in theory, it's supposed to be a great time. Maybe you go home with that person, have a good night. Maybe you text them again later in the week. Maybe you don't. But, like, it's just so scary. Like, you, you have no idea who you're talking to at the bar. No who you're going home with if you go home with them like you just have to be so careful it's just scary to me in general even I remember like being single and I would always like send screenshots to my sister and like my location was always on and if I was going on a date I would send her the address of where the guy lived and the address of where we were going on a date just in case and I was like so smart well because someone has to know and like if I I never felt uncomfortable like I was lucky enough to never be in one of those situations but she always knew where I was and there was I think one situation where she called me and she was like where are you like what's going on because she texted me and I didn't respond and I normally respond and it had been like hours but the date was going great like everything was fine no there's no trust like she was worried and I was like I'm so sorry and I was grateful because that it took her five hours. I was missing for five hours, <laughs> and my sister was like, nope, where are you? What's going on? Because otherwise, like, there's a search party going on. Yeah, I shared my location with some of my Boston friends this week because I was like, if I go missing, I need you to know where I am. My location is always shared with Matt. And, like, I have a boyfriend. I'm not trying to find people out at the bar, but I'm still so, like, nervous. Yeah. Not so you should be. It's a reality. And, you like, just have to well, be so aware this isn't a reality because you said it was fake but it could easily be a reality i mean human trafficking happens in the u.s oh 100 percent. people don't talk about it but it happens could it be happening out of cambridge it could is it apparently not but i also feel like it's one of those things that people try to cover up because it really is scary there it was happening in worcester i think it was like a year maybe two years ago there was um articles in the paper or online, because I read stuff online, <laughs> like actual papers. But there was a human sex trafficking circle in Worcester. So terrifying. And that's what, I don't know if you saw recently, maybe like two months ago, there was a woman that posted, and what is it, like the Bible people that like come and try and get you to be part of their religion? Not Jehovah Witnesses. I'll just call them Bible people. <laughs> um, okay, the Bible people. Yeah, the Bible people were like near the grocery store, and they were trying to it was all it was women they were just very conservatively but women you tend to trust more because we seem to be less aggressive nurturing exactly we're trusting and so anyways they had women bible people in the stores trying to get people to like come out for their religion supposedly come to find out they were attached with men that were in vans in the parking lot of the grocery stores and so the women would like talk to other women start a conversation get the guard down get the trust down and then the men would like follow them and specifically park their cars because they would watch car the woman got out of to go into the store and they'd park the van like adjacently so that when they go to their door and open up the door they're trapped and then they're stuck getting in the van because that's your only option because when they open their car door that blocks them from one area and then the only area to run is where the kidnapper van door opens and they just get put into the car that's terrifying absolutely but you never thought of it because there are these nice bible women in the store just trying to get you to join their religion of kidnapping and that it was 
It just makes me never want to talk to any strangers ever. That's why I don't. (laughs) Keep my head down, keep my earphones on. But, like, there are some nice people. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But I will meet you in some other manner that's not a grocery store or a bar. Or I'll meet you through a mutual friend. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to do it, honestly, is through a friend. Because your friend or your friend's friend, someone in your group... Or maybe a step outside of your group has, like, vetted them. They Mm -hmm. know that they have friends. They know, like, things about them. Yeah. Like, they know that they're, like, an okay person. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's scary. Mm -mm. I'm a mess with it. But that's also, I respect, like, people that videotape. Because I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, videotape them. Get their faces in there so that we know what they look like. We got the license plates. No. Nope, 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 nope not here for it what are some things you're going through nothing really nothing bad it's been a pretty good pretty good week that's great yeah it's been pretty optimistic things i'm going through this week is self-care selfish and i don't mean self-care in the sense of like do a face mask once a week exfoliate your skin and lips do your nails take a bath i mean self-care in the sense of like knowing yourself and taking care of the core of who you are. And the reason, I wouldn't say I'm going through it because everything in my life right now is pretty decent, but I've definitely gone through it and I'm definitely watching loved ones go through it. And it's hard because you can't say much. You can't be like, well, this is what you should do because it's not me in that situation and I'm not you and I'm not going to handle it the same way that you would. But I'm noticing this trend of people being like oh well if you don't put others first and if you don't take into account their feelings and their thoughts then you're being selfish and I want to know and kind of try to understand where that mindset came from because I would think the mindset would be if it doesn't make me feel fulfilled and good why would I do it like why do we think that we have to put other people first and not take care of ourselves first? I mean, I think as you're, like, growing up, you're, like, taught to be mindful of other people's feelings and, you know, not hurt people's feelings, not upset other people. So I feel like we're just we're just conditioned to be like that. I mean, that's why so many, like, makeover shows are, like, these women who, like, take all this time to take care of other people and then they just, like run themselves down and then they don't care about you know what they look like or whatever because they're not taking time to take care of themselves I understand that in the sense of like children but like if you look at me and you we're single we don't have kids we're in our early 20s we're figuring stuff out but I feel like we still put other people before ourselves and not necessarily always to like an unhealthy extent But I feel like I've definitely seen you put people's thoughts and feelings before your own. And I've for sure put other (laughs) people's thoughts and feelings before my own because I'm like, oh, I'll just deal with it. It's fine. When in reality, it's like, no, I shouldn't have to deal with it. I just shouldn't have to be in that position in the first place. But so quickly it switched to like, oh, well, you're selfish if you don't put yourself in this uncomfortable, unnecessary position. I think because as much as we're, like, taught to not be selfish, a lot of people are selfish. And so when 
you're not doing something to help someone or in their eyes like do what you should be doing then they take that as you being selfish because you're not fulfilling their needs and in reality they're being selfish i agree 100 and this goes back to like people being self-aware with the situation and what's going on and what's at stake and that kind of thing and i guess there's no like real solid answer it's just something that for some reason really stuck out to me this week and i think it's because i can see it from an outsider perspective because i'm not going through it but i'm watching these people that i love go through it and it's like oh the answer is so clear just say no just tell them you don't want to just be honest and the words to say are so simple yeah but then the reality and the aftermath of it very messy not as simple yeah it doesn't usually take much to upset someone or offend someone or hurt someone's feelings even if your intentions are not at all to do that and are just to help yourself take time for yourself do something that you need but people very quickly get offended when you are not willing to do something for them or show up in some way for them even if it's very much out of your way to do so yeah (laughs) no i'm just thinking because like i i agree with everything you're saying and you're not wrong i almost just want like someone that doesn't think like that like someone that does this selfish thing like you want to play devil's advocate huh devil's advocate I just want, no, I don't want you to play devil's advocate. (laughs) Um, I just want someone that has that mindset to explain to me why they have that mindset. Because that's the part I'm not getting. Because I don't have that mindset. You don't have that mindset. People that I keep close to me don't have that mindset, but others do. And I'm not going to understand it until I talk to an other But then I also just feel like I'm going to be like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) Here's why you're wrong. Here's what you're doing wrong in life. Well, no, because all I want to say is, how do you think it affects that person? Because I genuinely want to know, are they thinking about how it's affecting that person? No, I don't think they're thinking about the other person. I think they're thinking about themselves. They're calling the other person selfish, but in reality, they're being selfish. Well, that's that's that, folks. (laughs) 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 No, it's, it's sad. I mean... There's not much to elaborate or go into on, but if you're going through that, hopefully understand that you're not being selfish for having boundaries. Your feelings matter. Your feelings are valid. Just as much as that other person, maybe even more. (laughs) So just think about that and do what you need to do. Yeah. Do, Do what you need to do. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Do you think people are honest with themselves? I think people think that they're honest with themselves. I don't think people 100% are honest with themselves. If they're not honest with themselves, do you think that they inherently lie to other people? I think that a lot of people have this narrative of what they think their life is and what they think their mindset is and their beliefs are. And they tell themselves that, so they tell other people that, but it isn't necessarily the truth that makes sense no i kind of got you so there's a saying and it's essentially like what you're saying like almost like truth is um relative because mm-hmm. your truth 
might be different than like the actual truth but you believe it so strongly that like you don't think you're lying you're just like no it's 100 percent true it's a fact yeah well because i think it's one of those things where like when something happens it's such a easy thing to be like well this person did this thing this person did that thing and not step back and say like well i guess i probably shouldn't have done this and i this is was my role in it and so then that becomes your truth your truth is like well this person did this and this person did that and so they're horrible people or whatever that's obviously an exaggeration but no but i feel like some people really do think like that yeah and then it's like it could never be my fault so then your truth becomes this whole thing of how you have no responsibility right in the situation and you're the victim and then your truth gets skewed but that's what you believe to be true so Hmm. that's what you're telling yourself and that's what you're telling other people it's so funny how people can do that i mean i'm sure i do it i'm not sure in what situation but i'm sure i've done it before it's really easy to do that and it takes a lot i feel like because i've been trying more lately to step back and be like all right this is what I did mm-hmm. in that situation. But it just takes really being mindful and thoughtful to like actually do that and not just be like, well, it's their fault. Yeah, I feel like I do that as well. Like I'm, I'm good at self-assessing and being self-aware, but I also feel like I just don't um, talk to people. So <laughs> it's not like I'm normally in a situation where it's like, oh, well, what did I do? Because the people that I surround myself with are more so, like, that just never comes up. I mean, for me, I feel like it happens, not that Matt and I get into a lot of fights, but, like, if we get into some sort of, like, disagreement or, like, I get upset for some reason, I'm trying to really think about, like, what part did I play in this? Because, you know, sometimes I'm not great at communicating my feelings. Oh, girl, that is so big of you. And I'm not great at being, like, this is what... I need from you and sometimes I assume that he knows and he doesn't know that's fair and then I get upset and then it's like let's really think about what's (laughs) happening here (laughs) um I think I'm a pretty good communicator I almost think I over communicate but I also firmly believe that the world would be a better place if people communicated because I really think a lot of problems could be solved if people just talked Oh, 100%. It really depends on the situation. Like, there are some things that I will just, like, talk your ear off. I'll tell you all about anything you want to know. Ask me a question. I will just let you know. But then there are things like if you hurt my feelings in some way and you, like, don't even realize, like, sometimes it's hard for me to, like, communicate, like, that really offended me. Is that, like, avoiding confrontation for you? Yeah, 100%. Oh, I'm the worst at confrontation. Not to say, like, I love it, but... Well, no, yeah, I don't. (laughs) That sounded so bad. Let's get in a fight. No, I don't don't feel any type of way about confrontation. So, to me, it's not confrontation. It's just having a difficult conversation. Confrontation, to me, is, like, legitimately fighting. Like, a fist fight. I'm not about that life. I'm not putting my hands on you. I'm not putting myself in a situation where you can put your hands on me but I feel like it should be okay to have like a difficult conversation I'm okay at having difficult conversations I'm working really hard on being better at having difficult conversations 
<laughs> and I think the problem, part of the problem too, is that Matt and I emotionally are very similar in just that like neither of us like to have those difficult conversations. So it just makes it just like fester. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> makes it really hard. I just see it like festering in you guys and then just being oh, like, I let things fester and it's really not good. I'm trying to work on it. I don't know what I'm trying to work on. I'm just not perfect. Oh, I could write you a novel of things I'm trying to work on. <laughs> no, I think like within myself, I don't I think like setting boundaries honestly is like what I need to work on. And I feel like the way I'm doing it is just by not being around people that make me feel like I should have a boundary with them. But then I also don't know if that's healthy because then it's just like you're cutting it off and not actually dealing with the problem. Yeah. But then I also feel like if you cut it off, there's no longer a problem. You dealt with it. Yeah, I think it's finding the balance, especially depending on like who that person is in your life. Like if they're a family member, it's a lot more difficult to just be like this is a problem by <laughs> like <laughs> as opposed to if they're just like a friend that like you like see occasionally and then you're like, you know, this is really not working for me, so I think we're just not gonna be friends anymore. Yeah. But you don't tell them that, you just don't hang just out with ghost. them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've definitely gone through it with family before. But I think even then I don't know, every family's different too. Like some families are really close. I don't want to say like functioning. Like my family functions, they just function in like a weird manner. <laughs> but we're definitely not seventh heaven. Like I've, yeah. I've definitely had family members, relatives, because I don't really consider them family, truthfully, that I've been like, mm, you're toxic, bye, and just don't, you just block them on social media, you don't, you go to Thanksgiving before or after the time <laughs> that they'll be there, like, no, and I don't think anything of it, and I don't think it's bad, and I talked to my mom about it, because A, I love my mother, and B, she's like one of two people, that, the only one, other one is AJ, that understands the family dynamic and that can like validate me and be like no you're not crazy like it's okay that you feel this way family's hard man i don't even it's like messed up but i don't even consider half my family like family they're just relatives my family genuinely to me is like my best friends like your family to me garrett's family to me deb chelsea ashley like that's family because those are the people that are there for all my moments when it's my birthday, I get a call or a text message. When I graduate college, they're there sitting in the crowd cheering for me. When I get a promotion, they're the, you guys are the first to know about it. That's family to me, not the people that I just happen to have blood relation to. Because a lot of people that I have blood relation to, they couldn't tell you, like, a single thing about me. And it's because they fall into that category of, like, you're so selfish for having goals and standards. I'm like, oh my be. Like, Sorry. So I do. I just cut him out. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, your boundaries are something that you have to decide for yourself. No one else can really tell you where your boundaries should lie. Boundaries. Simple concept. Difficult practice sometimes. Yeah. Boundaries are one thing. Do you have anything you believe to be true? I believe to be true that saving money is hard. Preach. I was, like, in the shower today, and I was just, like, thinking, because, you know, the shower's just, like, that place where all your thoughts just, like, come together in the most cohesive way, that they don't come together in that cohesive way when you're just, like, out and about in the world talking to people, but I was just thinking about 
all the money that I wish I had and could save and could put towards things. I mean, my boyfriend and I would like to buy a condo sometime soon, but that's like so much money to put down. I don't feel like I have enough in my savings. I have student loans that I have to pay for. I was thinking about like maybe one day I'd like to buy a car. Like there are just big adult purchases that I don't have money for. I have student loans so I'm in debt. I mean not a crazy amount of debt thank god but like there's just so much money. It's like do I put this money in my savings account to just stack up so I have it for those big things? Do I put it towards my student loan debt slash small amount of credit card debt? <laughs> like where where do I put it? Where do I save it? How do I save more of it? Because how am I supposed to save enough money to put down for a condo or a house or a car or whatever in a reasonable amount of time? <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a similar thought process. Well, that's not really a thought process. I had a similar train of thought. Same thing, I guess. Earlier this year when I did my vision board, because I put saving money on my vision board, and I was like, okay, cool, so it's on there. But now we have to like figure out a plan and how to implement it actually happening. I personally, I like read up a little bit on it and everything, well not everything, like three articles said pay off credit card debt first and get it out of the way because it doesn't do anything good for you. Not that student loans don't do anything good for you, but if you're going to apply for like a loan at a bank or wherever you apply for loans at, if you have credit card debt, it just looks like, oh, they're a bad spender. And like, they have bad you're irresponsible. Habits. Exactly. Whereas, when they look at student loan, they're like, everyone knows school isn't affordable. And right. every person in our age, what are we, millennials? Every millennial, most millennials, have student debt. Plus, that money is going towards your education, not a new pair of shoes or whatever you're using your credit card for. Exactly. So, when I did it, my thought process was eliminate credit card debt. When my credit cards are paid off, put that money towards student loans. Because if you're paying credit card and student loans at the same time, when you finish paying your credit card, I wouldn't put the money in my savings. I would just throw the money towards my student loans. But then I got a car. And so now I have a little bit of credit card, a little bit of student loans, and a new car. It's basically just like my credit card will be paid off my student loans will be paid off and then my car is just gonna have to get money just keep going towards it so i'll start putting more money into my savings besides what i already put when those two things are paid off and that's the only way that i can think to do it because if you already put 10 percent of your paycheck into savings and then you have to divide all the rest of your money from all your bills i think it makes more sense to pay off small bills first and then take that money and put it into savings after those bills are paid off and then take your time paying off car or student loans or whatever. I don't have a lot of student loans. I have a good amount of student loans. It's not a crazy amount, but I had this thought this last year that I was like, I want to pay off my student loans by the time I'm 25. And at the rate that I'm paying them off, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if it was Oprah that said it. I think it was Oprah that said it. You can have it all, but not at the same time. Yeah. So. I don't think you really can, like, put money towards everything and have everything paid off quickly. It's not going to happen. You have to prioritize and pick one thing at a time. 
I mean, it's true, but it's also, like... Discouraging? It just feels overwhelming. Oh, 100%. But then also I'm thinking about, like, not that I'm planning on getting married anytime soon, but, like, my boyfriend and I have been together for a while, and sometimes my friends are like, just get married. But I'm like, I don't have money for a wedding. Like, Mm -hmm. where is that money supposed to come from? Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, fam. It's... Like, how are we supposed to be doing all these adult things and making these adult purchases and working, like, an entry-level job? (laughs) Yeah, you can't. You really can't. Like, there's no way to get around it. You can save and save and save, but at the end of the day, you only make so much money. So if you're saving everything you can save, unless you're making more money, you're never going to be able to save more. I mean, for me, I feel like I just want to try and make more money. Well, yeah. do more food and stuff but even that there's like a threshold of like you said like you can only save so much when you're making so much that's well yeah you can try and get a job i can go out and try and get a job to make a hundred thousand a year but that's not a reality of a what i went to school for and b the experience that i have yeah so i cap out like i'm only worth so much right now and then as i get older my value in terms of how the work field sees me will go up and then i don't know be able to save more faster i don't know you can only do so much and it's really hard to balance saving while also like trying to live somewhat of a life yeah people can say like put all your money in savings and that's great if you do it realistically i can't see people doing that for more than like six months because at some point you're gonna want to hang out with friends and do something or splurge and buy that thing of popcorn like yeah well because also like this is our time like we're not settled down Mm -hmm. we're not married we don't have kids like this is supposed to be our time to like be selfish and do whatever we want and spend our money but also somehow we're supposed to be saving our money but also we just don't have money yeah i'm like (laughs) what are these expectations how am I supposed to do any of this? Yeah, no, you can't. It's all a lie. No, you can do some of them. I I really think that prioritizing it helped me. And as far as money, like, I was never taught how to handle money, deal with money. And I don't think a lot of people really were ever taught. Garrett, however, was taught. So Garrett is now teaching me, which I really appreciate because budgeting in my head was something like, oh, just don't spend a lot. It wasn't like, nope, we're going to make an Excel sheet and then we're going to say we're going to spend X amount on this, X amount on that, X amount on that. And then when you have air quote leftover, that's then going to be put into three different types of savings because you're going to have your deep savings. You're going to have your regular savings. You're going to have your vacation savings. And it's helped me. Like I've learned a lot, but I wouldn't have known any of that unless I talked to somebody that does have that knowledge. But I think even him, he doesn't have credit card debt, which I don't know if you want me to say that, but he doesn't. Um, I mean, it's not a bad thing. No, 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 not at all. But people get worried about money. I feel like that's another thing I'm trying to work on is just, like, making money not this, like, taboo thing. Which I feel like just in general, a lot of people are working on that. Like, people should be able to have a conversation about money and not have it be like a weird thing like everyone has a different relationship with money like maybe you're good with money maybe you're bad with money whatever but if we don't talk about money then you can't get better about your money well not even just that i agree with what you're saying but my mind goes to companies don't want you to talk about money 
because they don't want you to know what other people are getting paid because they don't want you to ask for more money. And I have first-hand experience because when I left one of my old departments at a job and went to a new department, an old supervisor tried to get me fired from a newer position because I disclosed my income to one of my old co-workers and that was apparently against the rules. And I was like, you can see the amount that I'm going to get paid on the job application because it tells you the salary range that you would qualify for when you go to the position. But it was it made them so upset because that girl then asked for a raise. And I was like, that's not my fault. Like, I transferred out. It's not my fault that you're not paying her enough. And she found out that other departments make more and now she wants more money. That's on you. Yeah. But companies really, like, don't disclose anything. And it upsets me a lot because I'm like, if everyone knew what everyone made, people would get paid a fair rate. Yeah. It's very simple. I mean, some people do that. I forget, I, like, read an article or saw a video or something. I forget which company it was, but they, like, posted how much everyone made. Like, they made sure it was very, like, public and just common knowledge, like, how much everyone made. And the company culture seemed very good, so. I think it's because people never feel uneasy about anything. They're just like, I know that I'm getting paid a fair wage. I think I just said that wrong. I know Mm. I'm getting paid a fair wage and when they look at other people and their job description it's very clear as to why those people would get paid more and it's because their job description requires more or there's higher risk with whatever position that they're in it's not this secret like i'm gonna fight for a raise when tom and harry are just given the raise like yeah well i also in that company there was something about how other people also pushed for other people to get raises like when they saw that they were doing more and going above and beyond their role Mm -hmm. they would like go to that person's boss and be like hey you know this person is like really doing a lot like she deserves to be making more he deserves to be making more i support that so much and i really wish that that was more common i don't know if you saw the video with Ellen Pompeo, Gabrielle Union, I think Emma Roberts was in it, and Gina Hernandez. They did like a panel, and Ellen is just a queen. Both Ellen's. Ellen's Gemini's and Ellen Pompeo. But it's <laughs> Ellen Pompeo in this one. But it's actually Gabrielle Union talking. And, you know, she's a black female actress, and a lot of times she gets typecasted for specific rules in movies. And in order to get rid of, like, that pay gap that exists everywhere but she's talking about hollywood she would ask for like i don't know how much they make but just say she'd ask for like a hundred thousand for a role and they'd be like oh no that's too much we'll go to the next person there's only so many black female actors in hollywood so she knew who the next person they would call so just say it was like taraji she'd call taraji and be like hey they're gonna call you and offer you this role ask for at least a hundred thousand because that's what i asked for and they said no so they call Taraji. Taraji goes into the interview. She asks for the hundred thousand. They say no. We'll go to the third person. Okay. Well, the third person's Kiki Palmer. So they go down to her. Those two women call her, and they just go down the chain. Yeah. And then finally, they call Gabrielle Union back, and they're like, "All right, we'll give you the role." And then she's like, "Okay, cool. I want two hundred thousand." And then they give it to her, because everyone else they went through, they already asked for the money. They're not giving it up. You might as well pay for the quality actress. But it took networking and community and communication in order for people to get paid 
the rate at which they deserve to get paid. Yeah. Now I just want that to happen everywhere. <laughs> and not just with Gabrielle Union. I know. It's, like, a tricky thing. Like, even I'm just thinking about, like, at my job, like, there are a lot of people that have been there for such a long time. Like, it would just be interesting to know what are they making in their roles. I don't want to know at my job because it's going to upset me. It's not going to upset me in a manner of, like, oh, I'm making so much less. It's going to upset me in a manner of, like, no one makes enough at my job. Mm. I don't think... We're nonprofit, so there's just not a lot of money in the field in general. But people truly do not get paid what they should get paid. And we have such a high turnover rate. And that's exactly why. Because you're given four hats to wear with the salary of maybe one hat. Yeah, that's tough. And, you know, the company ends up losing money because you hire people, you pay them out, but they're not doing anything. So you're just spending money and nothing's getting done versus just raising the wage to come into the position and being honest about what the position entails. Because I've seen that in my company, I've seen that in other companies, I've had friends that have told me the same thing. Companies will describe a position in the simplistic manner. And so you have simple people coming in to apply for the job. And then when they get it, and then they get overwhelmed, and then they quit, and the company's like, well, that's weird, why they quit? Like, maybe because you said the job was typing and color coordinating files. And in reality, it's being 20 other positions that they're not qualified for, and that's why they're overwhelmed, and you're not paying them for it. Yeah. It's big business. How the cookie crumbles. Did you have anything worth noting? I did. On my note of um, the woman that went missing and thankfully was found and is okay, my coworkers, my friends, and I have all been talking just about safety this week and being aware and my coworker recommended to me this app and it's called Noonlight and so I would highly recommend downloading it. Basically it's just a button that you can tap or you can hold down and once you release the button you have a few seconds to put in a little code that basically disables the alarm and the code is just the code you use to unlock your phone. Oh cute. And so if you don't disable the code, it uses your location and basically the cops come and save you. What is it called? It's called Noonlight. So it's basically safety at your fingertips and you shouldn't feel afraid to use it because if as long as you're okay, you just put in that little code and no one comes and people know that you're safe and it's fine. Does it alert the cops or does it also alert like the people... In your emergency contact? I think just the cops, but you can have, like, in your profile, you have an emergency contact number, um, and it has, like, your address and stuff. Um, and then there is a part that says connections that I haven't used. Oh, you can connect it to Uber, Lyft, your Apple Watch, Alexa, Google Home, a bunch of different things, so. Sounds good. Yeah, helps you to be safe. Well, it's good. Yeah. Safety is always a good thing. Yeah. Mine this week is called Sound Spa Slumber Sense. Ooh. Yeah. It kind of goes along with the whole self-care thing. This more so on like a superficial level than like an emotional, <laughs> mental level. It is from, I think it's called Homepedics. Homopedics. You get it at like Kohl's or like Target on like an end cap somewhere. <laughs> but it is an aromatherapy diffuser. It has an alarm clock, 
it has different colored lights, it has soothing sounds, and then it has Bluetooth so you can connect it to your phone if you want to play music or whatever the case may be. I personally hate waking up to that like a lot, well it's an alarm, that's why it's alarming, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very jarring and it sometimes sets my morning off in like a kind of negative like startled way. This, you can set it so that you have different scents coming up so that you wake up to different scents and your room just smells good. You can set it so the lights turn on so that you wake up to the lights and the scent combined. And then you can also set it for the alarm because it does have like a beeping sound, but you can also do one of the soothing sounds to wake up to. I fall asleep to the soothing sounds, so I do choose the beeping sound to wake up to. It's a less concerning beep than like the regular beep on my phone. Um, <laughs> And it does have like the snooze setting, but I was getting into a really bad habit of like just shutting my alarm off and like kind of moving my phone so I would just fall back asleep. This, I have to actually like get up, push a button, I still hit snooze, but I go back to sleep. I've already kind of like gotten up a little and moved a little bit versus when I just grab my phone, I don't have to do anything. Also, it doesn't burn my eyes because when you've look at a phone when you first wake up your eyeballs hurt but it's just great my room always smells good it's very calming it's very relaxing it sounds luxurious oh and you know what treat yourself <laughs> reason, i got it for myself for christmas but i mean if you are looking for it or if you're in the market for something that would make your day easier and better and just smell good good scents are always good i also recently learned that apparently like candles some of the, I don't know if it's like the scent or the wicks that they're burnt with, like the, um, the wax, the wax and the wick, there's something about it. I need to do some research on yeah. this. Well, cause one of Garrett's old roommates wouldn't let them burn candles in the house. And he's like a super smart guy and he was like, no, they cause cancer. And you're just like inhaling it because obviously when candles burn, smoke goes out and yeah. We like have a candle lit in our living room like almost all the time. So my rebuttal is everything causes cancer yeah i don't think you're gonna like die from it but essential oils that are like natural and pure you get rid of that whole thing because like you can buy cheap essential oils but they have additives and chemicals in it and it's gonna have the same negative effect yeah and we have to be really careful about that because the cat mm -hmm. that's i think it's like soy wax is better for you than like regular wax and then like the wood burning wicks are better than like the regular wicks i could be lying but i'm Pretty sure. I'm gonna do some research this week on that. Yeah. Alright guys, that's it. That's this week's episode of Pseudo Adult, Adult Things. We hope you enjoy. Thanks for spending the time with us. As always, you can find us on all the things. Instagram, Facebook, hopefully iTunes will accept this episode. If not SoundCloud will have this episode. We also have Twitter. Oh yes. We tweet. So yeah, look us up. Let us know how you like it. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.